Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. If somebody ticks us off, we want them fired. I, I'm sick of it. I just think we are absolutely ridiculous in demanding that anyone who does something we disagree with needs to be fired. It's too much. It's not healthy. It has us spiraling towards just an absolutely intolerant and uninterested in improvement uh, type of society. These three college professors who testified in front of Congress last week and had uh, such a difficult time saying that if somebody on their campus was calling for the genocide of Jews, that, well, it would depend on the context of whether or not that violates university policies. Moronic, idiotic, overly hyper-concerned about political correctness instead of being concerned about correctness, moral correctness. Clearly, if someone calls for the genocide of Jewish people, that would violate bullying or violate a policy against harassment. If it doesn't, at a certain point, you say, like, we need to fix our university policies, right? That said, these three uh, university presidents who who deserve to be called out, deserve to be pushed for better answers, for clarification, deserve to be pushed for questions about what is the role of a university in the education of young people? Is it is it about creating the next generation of thinkers or is it about indoctrinating people into the way that you think they should think? I think these are valid things to talk about. But what is it? What, why do we always need like our pound of flesh with this? I just disagree with it. Already the president of Penn has resigned. That's Elizabeth McGill. She's out. The chairman of the board of trustees out. What does this do? What does this really accomplish? Nothing. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Maybe you disagree with me, but I just think it's it's counterproductive. It makes you feel good. You're like, yeah, we got him. And this goofy representative, Elise Stefanik from New York, she was the one asking the question. And good on her. I mean, part of being a questioner, being a U.S. representative, when you have a hearing like this, is to ask a pointed question that forces an answer. And she asked yes or no questions. All three had a hard time answering. And she tweets one down, two to go. Which is just just so childish and pathetic, I think. That's political rhetoric for you, yes. But yes, Elizabeth McGill gone now. Now there's pressure for Harvard's President Claudine Gay to step down. 
Um, some faculty members are are rallying to support her. It is interesting to me that, you know, we have seen many, many examples of congressional testimony where CEOs have put the f- foot in their mouth yep. over and over and over. And these people were not there was no like national outcry for these people to be fired. But today, that is the answer for everything. Everything is fire, them. fire, them. fire. Them. Why? Because that's politics. We want to fight. We don't want to actually work. We're in the midst culturally right now of what should be a very nuanced conversation about this conflict in the Middle East and whom we should be supporting and in what way we should be supporting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A valid thing to discuss. There isn't any. And and that what should be a nuanced conversation gets lost because everybody wants to make it a simple binary. Either you're with the Palestinians because they're being oppressed by big bad Israel or you're with Israel because they're surrounded by people who want to exterminate them. Uh, and there's a long, long history right. of, you know, Jewish genocide in this world. So it, we want to reduce it to those simple terms. And, it, and the truth is it can't be. But instead of having that nuanced conversation, we're going to get people up and we're going to ask gotcha questions. And if they answer them wrong, which it's clear she did, she did. There's no, two oh, ways no about doubt that. about it. Yes, that was the wrong answer. But we want to put people on the spot and say, this is – you made the wrong answer. Now we get to cancel you, by the way. Any Republican you know, whining about cancel culture, by the way, is a complete fraud after this. Uh, probably was before that anyway. But this is another example. You know, the right's just yes. as capable of canceling people as the left is. Let's just be honest about that. Having said that, you, we, we seem to be incapable of actually having conversations anymore. As a, as a culture, it's all about are you on my team or are you on their team? And if you're not on the right team, we're going to try and destroy you. And that's not a healthy way to run any kind of democracy, any kind of country. I mean, I don't know if these people are good presidents or bad presidents. I have no idea. Are they good at their job or are they bad at their job? I have no idea. We saw them fail at a, a question that should be simple to answer. It should be simple to answer these questions, but I don't see why we always have to go right for termination. We need we need them to pay the consequence. Harvard's president apologized Friday. She said, I'm sorry. Very clear. She wasn't given like the mumble mouth kind of usual non-apology apology. Jefferson Minnetonka. On the city's one plumbing talk and text line. Thanks for calling in, Jeff. What do you think about all of this? Well, normally I would agree with you. Too much of fire this person because they did something wrong. But in this case, the issue isn't just what they said on in this hearing. It's that their campuses are full of young people who see everything in a binary, yeah. you know, way. Yeah. Either you are an oppressor, or you are in, or you are oppressed. And this perspective of not allowing other points of view uh, is a problem. And that yeah. starts perhaps to top. I, I do agree. I, I agree. I agree with you a hundred percent, Jeff. Like we've talked on this show before about the, my concern that, and you know, when you get down to an individual class level, even in our high schools or grade schools or whatever, I think individual teachers are really doing their best to educate kids. But the overall discussion around uh, academics, which generally starts from the administration, uh, it is it's a lot of political kind of culture stuff that I think it would be better if we would focus on 
you know, what is what what is the mission of an elite university if you're running Harvard? What is what what do you want to see those students become? What do you you know, is it about kind of making sure that no one's feelings ever get hurt or is it about creating uh, really sharp, incisive, analytical human beings? Uh, I think they've yeah, gotten away the, from that. I get why people are Yeah. Right. Yeah. You That's know. the thing. The, you know, the, it's one point of view and other points of view are not even allowed well. on campus. Yeah. And, no, it's you know, true. I'm a moderate, so I see both sides of this. And yeah. it's a problem. I hear you, Jeff. Thank you. Very good call. Uh, Jeff at 651-461-9226. I am concerned that education, especially at the elite college level, has moved away from really creating uh, the future of this country. Um, but I I don't think you need to fire these people to improve and, and get to that point. It is 4.57. We're going to take a break. We'll do CBS News and uh, have local news from Laura coming up, too. We'll talk about the hot new trend of these game show rooms. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.